morning! Nice of you guys to drop by. Welcome everybody to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thanks for joining us on this Monday, our final episode uh, for our discussion shows before Christmas. But we want to let you know that me, James, and Lacey uh, are inviting you to join us Thursday night at 8.30 East for mm-hmm. our live holiday party. So yeah. We are going to do a TRB live as we've been doing every Thursday. But the difference is this one's going to be more holiday themed, laid back, maybe not a topic driven thing. We're going to talk some news and talk Star Wars as always, but we're going to do some a giveaway. We're going to do some unboxings uh, and we're going to have a good time. So and if you're a patron, there's going to be an after party if you're an admiral and up. Uh, so it's going to be a great time Thursday. But today, James and Lacey, we're here to talk about hype and right. Hype for this guy as I hold up the Din Jaren Mandalorian helmet and wear my that's right Mando fan show shirt. <laughs> the Mandalorian is coming back in just over two months, which is insane to think about. And that means the Mando fan show is coming back too, which I know people love. We're gonna get some cool guests lined up and stuff. But this episode's gonna be all about the Mandalorian season three and our hype for it. Cause we haven't really, you know, we, we haven't really turned the dial to it yet. I think a lot of mm-hmm. people are waiting for new years. We want to get ahead of the curve because it's time. It's time to get hyped on Mando early and often. Uh, but before I do that, guys, I just want to ask you Christmas coming up. We just said it six days away. Are you done with shopping or are you the person that runs out Christmas Eve and throws elbows around? Who's I'm not going? throwing elbows around, but I don't, I'm not completed. I'm usually a most of my gifts are done, uh, but stocking stuffers are the thing like I, I'm like, I haven't even started. So I got to have a day where I go and, you know, go and stocking pick up stocking stuffers, stuffers for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I've been done for months. Mm-hmm. months. I finished my shop. Yeah, I finished my shopping in like September. So you don't believe in the deals? I get the deals in May. They have May deals? I buy. They may or may not. <laughs> oh I, see. I buy all my stuff like throughout the year when it's on sale and stuff and then yeah. i store it and then i wrap it all and then i give it away nice you know my mom um would always buy like her gifts from my dad so, <laughs> oh really well he would buy some stuff but then she would open it and be like oh i wanted this thank you i'm like mom i think you you bought that like from dad <laughs> I, I should do that that's a good that's a good thing just buy well, like something nice for myself and wrap it from rachel and be like this is so nice <laughs> exactly how did you know and like she'd be like are you joking i'd be like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i think you forgot that you bought this back in may you it's had trend. bought this and you forgot you packed it or something but yeah with kathleen i already got her her main gifts but stocking stuffers that's a good point because i didn't really think about that so i gotta get some cool stocking stuffers so um but um i we're pretty much good we're, we're in good shape here so no no mm. elbows won't have to rip any arms out of sockets won't have to bring chewy with me mm-hmm. um but we're not talking chewy we're not really talking christmas today it's mando time but before we do that james we like to fire up the engines warm up a bit with star wars by our first segment today which is will the force I fear nothing for all this as the force wills it. Yeah, we got a couple questions, uh, not just from us, but also from patrons. And we're going to kick it off with Will the Force this week with one of those Patreon submissions. Uh, The first one is going to come from General Mike. Mike Waldron, Darth Hurricane. We know him. We love him. Uh, Mike sent us in the question. He wanted to know, Will we ever see an animated series take place during the time of the original trilogy focused on any characters from the original trilogy? I'm going to start with Lacey on this one. What are your thoughts? I would say yes. I think that this is an easy way to bring back uh, Luke, Han, Leia without touching anything dealing with live action in those characters. So I think that we could definitely see them um, coming back, like Luke and Leia and Han on their adventures. Like, what an easy way. We've already seen that in other kind of animated shorts and whatnot. So I would say yes. John, do you agree with Lacey? 
I do. I know they've filled in a lot of gaps with comics, but I also know how quick they are to sometimes say, well, you know, we're not really selling any more of those. So um, let's tap into the well again. And as they branch out more as they have to with Star Wars away from the legacy characters, I agree with Lacey. This is a good way to keep that one arm close to the OG. And Mm -hmm. uh, you can get voice actors that sound similar and um, revisit those characters and it doesn't have to be these big monumental things but there's clearly things that happen between those movies that you can have some fun with and even you know luke's journey to from the end of empire to where we see him at the beginning of you know return of the jedi the kyber crystal all that stuff and yeah maybe the comics do touch on a bunch of this stuff but i think an animated series could be pretty cool um and i would love it i think i'd really enjoy watching that so i i'm gonna say yes mike um what do you think man and great pod race last week by the way mm-hmm. great job um i also think yes um and i think that i think that it makes sense and i think there's always ways to stick in another story here or there they do it obviously all the time in the comics so there's ways to wedge in this or that um but maybe something that we haven't thought about is that we are on the verge of Kathleen Kennedy possibly being at the end of her uh, time at C- as the president of Lucasfilm, you know? And it is very possible that somebody else comes in and goes, I have a different vision of this connected world, you know? Um, this is non-canon. We're going to do non-canon stories, you know, or we're going to, you know, split it up like we did before. Because I could understand someone being in a position that's saying, I need to, I want to make money for this company and I don't like this idea of being handcuffed by Canon. So we might be on the verge of saying, Kathleen Kennedy, 12, uh, 13, or sorry, 10, 12 years of her being the CEO of this particular Disney Canon. It was good while we did it. And now we're going to start doing other stories that don't necessarily have to be hooked onto that. And they could potentially kick that off in a big way by being like, we're going to tell stories of Han, Luke and Leia in between Empire and Return of the Jedi and blah, 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 blah. You know, Um, so I think we could be on the verge of not being handcuffed by canon. And therefore, this would make even more sense. Um, Let's talk about our next question, which is. Will a season two of Obi-Wan Kenobi be announced at Star Wars Celebration 2023? That's London. And John, are we going to be seeing a second season of Obi-Wan announced? Look, I, I from from our delightful Twitter account at TRB Podcasts, I, I went down memory lane recently and uh, tweeted the gif of you smashing a pie in my face because I thought the original Obi-Wan Kenobi series would be announced at the 2019 celebration. It wasn't lemon meringue to my eyeballs because of that. So because of that, uh, I'm nervous to say yes, but at the same time, I don't think we're betting on it. So I'm going to say yes, because I think this Obi-Wan thing is probably going to happen again. And not for the reason people may think, which is you McGregor saying he wants to do it. I think there's a little bit of a sour taste with the execution of season one. And they maybe wanted to do a little bit of a redempt, uh, not retelling that's exists, but let's, let's do a, uh, the suicide squad. You know, let's, let's get another go at this. Follow it up. It it counts. It's Canon. Mm -hmm. But let's do it again and maybe make it feel less volumey. Gotcha. Lacey, thoughts? Uh, I'm going to say no. I don't think they're going to announce. They will not announce Obi-Wan Kenobi season Which is two. probably right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I think season one was great as it was. I think fans were happy with it. I, I don't think there's... I know... Um, Ewan McGregor keeps saying and Hayden Christensen to keep saying that they do more or they want more. Deborah Chow was very clear that she was like, this is a one season thing. Like we're doing this for one season. That's it. Now would Disney make the choice that they could want more if they want more of their business? Sure. I just don't think they do. I think they're, we've been talking about in a couple months now, how Disney's pivoting and the way they're handling streaming, especially I'm going to say, no, they will not. Pivot. <laughs> um 
Man, I'm I'm a little bit between like both both answers. I think are right, John. I don't think they will say it at this one. I think that that is true, but I am on board with you for your reasoning that they could do a season two. I do like the idea of them, um, and I hate to say it, but it might it might also be like Deborah Chow not returning. You know, I agree. Yeah, I think that's a very realistic. I, I think maybe they just put like too much on her as far as like how to handle the volume and stuff. Like she was obviously very experienced and I, I think that she got a lot of praise for the episode she was in, but I don't necessarily, I don't always necessarily agree that it's because of the direction. I think just she got good episodes like storytelling episodes that were big and, um, and it's nothing against her. And I still like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I think when people point to that show, any show, not being as good as it could, you usually are pointing at like the showrunner um, as the person um, who's handling that. So, um, so I don't know, but but I think you're right. They could they could make season two bigger and stronger, and you know build off of that uh, uh, the of this first season, and I think it would be good. Um, but maybe not for Celebration 2023. So no. Um, all right. Let's go to the next one, which is another Patreon submission. This one is actually coming from one of our majors, Major Brad. Uh, Brad wanted to know, will they ever recast Luke Skywalker for another cameo mini arc in Mando or any other show? So even though we've gotten the CG, you know, remake, CGI remake of the character, is it is there a chance that they could ever recast Luke Skywalker for another um piece of content what do you think Lacey? brad thank you for your question really appreciate it uh no they will not they will never recast luke skywalker i think he is an untouchable character i think that he is a uh hot topic slash touch point for a lot of star wars fans from the last jedi to after to what they did with mando i think a lot of people liked it a lot of people didn't like it I don't think they're ever going to recast him. If they bring him back, he's going to be the CG one we saw in Mando, which I think, and we can all agree, the second one looked amazing compared to the first one, which looked Mm -hmm. great too. Technology is only going to get better, and I can never see them recasting him. Mm -hmm. uh, John, do you agree? And that's going with Solo, (laughs) us wanting a Solo too with a recasted Han so yeah yeah well so that's the thing I was going to bring up like so I think you could always I think the Lucasfilm rule which they never have openly admitted is we will predate an actor and recast Ewan McGregor Alden Ehrenreich little kid Luke Skywalker from Obi-Wan Kenobi Mm -hmm. but this question seems to be in the time where Mark Hamill was rocking and rolling are they going to bring in the next Sebastian Stan, Sebastian you know, Stan, yeah. uh, uh, and I to that also say no. So I know people, and I'm glad Lacey brought that up because people are gonna be like, well, you guys are always talking about solo too. And they redid it. They did it for solo prequels. They do it. They do that. Predating anything, predating Harrison Ford. Good. But they're right. not going to recast Han Solo post or during Harrison's time. Same with Carrie because they recasted young Leia for as a kid. But you have to look at the timeline. And if that actor's there beyond that, I don't think they do it because they haven't. So um, and look at Leia in episode nine. You know, they could have recast her and they're like, nope, we're just going to use footage of this dead person because it's her and it's only her. Um, So I agree with Lacey completely. No chance we're getting a recast of Luke Skywalker in that way. Yeah, um, I I do agree. Um, I also think it would be interesting. Another question for another time. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but would they ever like show Daisy Ridley at the age she is, and then have some sort of thing where we see an older Ray that isn't her, paid, played by another actor? You know what I mean? And then have like a future recast sort of thing, because they need like an older person instead of like trying to age her up, do a digital thing or something. I don't know. Anyway, another another time, but. Um, I think that you guys are right that they that currently they will not ever recast Luke Skywalker. And I think it would be a bad move by whatever new CEO or president would be in the future, because I, I just don't think it would handle that. Like, I don't think the fan base would react to it positively. It's just kind of one of those things. But in a bubble like me personally, 
I would think it was cool just to, I, I would be okay with understanding that Luke Skywalker is a fictional character and these are retellings of his story and like, let that person be James Bond for a while, then let this person be James Bond or whatever, and just get different flavors and stuff and takes on certain characters. I would be okay in that bubble, but realistically you guys are right. That's a bad move. I think, um, to, to, to do that. So imagine being the actor, forget it. Yeah. But I, but I like the, I, well, I mean, yeah, I think people would do it if it be, if it, if you could do it successfully, like you could play in that world, like, Hey, we're doing a different take on Lando for this one, you know, or whatever. But, um, but to answer the question, I don't think it'll happen, especially anytime soon with Mandalorian and stuff. All right. Last question before we get to our next segment. Um, the question is, will the Mandalorian season three have a jaw dropping moment as big and as memorable as Luke Skywalker's appearance in the season two finale. So are we just going to keep topping one after the other? John, what do you think? I got to say yes, um, because they did it for two seasons in a row now. Um, And this, we're going to get into it in a bit about our hype for season three. It just feels like it's going to be bigger and grander. And I think there's reasons why they d- they did this beyond story. So if you're going to go bigger and grander, you got to meet that level of, oh my God, they just did that. So I say yes. Lacey? Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with John 100%. Um, the Mandalorian season three will have a jaw dropping. I think multiple jaw dropping, big and memorable moments. I'm so excited. Um, like I'm already like, Oh my God. Yeah. They, every single person that works on has has worked on season three has been talking about how it's bigger and better than ever. And people aren't ready for what's coming and all these, like, and every time they've dropped things like this in previous seasons, they were right. I mean, we went into season two of the Mandalorian being like, how do you top the Grogu reveal? How do you ever top that? And while yes, there's an emotional connection to that of like, Oh my God, that feeling, but the Luke Skywalker reveal was just as big as a feeling as that. And then, you know, just, I just know John Favreau is trying to, to blow our minds with every season here. Like this is his dream project. Like, he's going to pull out all the stops for this. So I'm saying yes. You're right about multiple. Cause I'm thinking now season one did Grogu to start and then they did dark saber to end. I was yep. going to say dark saber was a big reveal. And season two, Boba Great Fett. dragon to start. <laughs> Boba, Boba Fett, Fett shows up. Yep. And then Luke, like what is this? And then Luke. And, yeah. and, and Ahsoka. And Ahsoka and Thrawn mention. Yeah. Bo-Katan. So, but, but all of those, are are less than the Luke Skywalker appearance at the end in the finale. Fair or the Grogu. So they have yeah. to. They can't just have big draw jaw dropping moments like the uh, crate dragon. You have to have something that tops Luke Skywalker showing up in season three, or as big, or or as big. Yeah, I guess you could say equal so bigger Luke. of whoa. Yeah, so bigger Luke shows up. Luke yeah makes his appearance. No, <laughs> no, two different Lukes. Um, for me, I think you guys are right. Uh, we can get into it a little bit more when we get into the, the speculation, but I will say if there's a little bit of a caveat to this, it does make me wonder what could really be bigger than Luke Skywalker showing up. It's like, I, I, the only thing I can think is like, you have to have something group related. You have to see like multiple people. It has to be Luke and other people, you know, to make it like a memorable scene or moment or something. But uh, we'll, we'll get into some of that speculation here uh, after we get through the next section. Um, But I do think you guys are right on that to, to end up will the force this week that season three will continue to have uh, very uh, of it will have a at least one very big specific moment that we take away from that season and be like season three was the season that brought us that whatever right. it is yeah um all right that is going to be it for will the force this week Lacey, take us into our next section what do we got all right guys it's time for the patreon pod race
All right, guys. So I love this segment. We all do. Um, this is the part where we let our generals and spice runners take part in the show. We ask them a question. They give us their answer. We react to it. But before that, I do have to mention that they're a part of this because they're a part of our community on patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Now you can support us on YouTube by subscribing to our new channel on our social channels, which are now all at TRB podcasts. Um, but if you want to be a part of the community and help us build uh, everything that we're doing here and continuing on to the next year and just like supporting what we do, like I said, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast starting at just $5 a month. You get to take part in the page and what we do there. We have discord access, uh, special giveaways and and much more as you go up in the ranks including being part of the show with will of the force and then with this so our top two tiers are generals and spice runners get to be a part of the show here and this week we do have pod racer aaron ellington one of our generals which is really exciting but before we do that i do want to thank some of those people so first up thank you to our generals carmelo john reese jetta rosewater frank grande darth hurricane nick kratz christian morales brian smith Matt Chitty, Danny Micromori, Matt Heath, Chris White, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Paul Sullivan, and Aaron Ellington, which we'll wow. soon. And then our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and Michael Fry. So Aaron, you're thank up. We're thank excited you all. to have you. Yep, thank you. Um, your question is, as a big Ahsoka fan, how do you think Rosario Dawson is doing in live action? And what are your expectations heading into the Ahsoka series? So, Aaron, take it away. Hello, TRB. I'm Aaron, and this is my son. Andy! And we love Ahsoka Tano. Andy, how excited? Yeah, so excited! Okay, I guess he won't even let me finish the question. <laughs> All right. So I think Rosario Dawson did a fantastic job in The Mandalorian. Amazing in Book of Boba Fett. And I'm so excited for her to have her own show and see her in that. Um, With Ashley Eckstein recently visiting the set makes me feel even better about how it's going to go. And with Dave Filoni in charge, I don't think it could go wrong. All right. That's all we got. Thank you, TRB. Bye. Bye. Wow, Aaron. What an amazing pod race. We love seeing you and your son, Andy, on the show. What a great way to kick off your time as a general here in the resistance. So, John, what did you think of his answer? So, I it's funny because now we have the Crawl trilogy. Yeah, we really do. Michael and now (laughs) Aaron. Now you can stop doing it for 30 years. And, yeah, and then bring <laughs> it back. back. Yeah, <laughs> uh, or we'll do spinoffs with no crawl. But <laughs> yeah, um, and I like that they interacted with each other on our Discord. Frank was like laughing at that Michael did what he did, and he's like, "I love." He said, "I love this community." It's like when Winston and Ghostbusters said, "I love this town," you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but Aaron, you and Andy did such a great job. Uh, I love that you were in the Falcon. So that's cool that you guys uh, talked to. What production value? Wow. Who owns it now? Poe, I guess. Is Poe the owner? Or is Ray? I think I Ray know. is. Ray she, went yeah. to um, Tatooine. She went there with it, but yeah. I think maybe. Ray does. All right. Ray gets everything. <laughs> um, I would have been lock that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll let you borrow the Falcon for the day. <laughs> um, but I'm no, glad that she... That... Andy, I just want to say I'm glad that... Uh, you convinced Ray to let you borrow the Falcon because you and your dad look like you fit right in there and you belong there. So I like that. Uh, you both did a great job. I can see how excited you both are. You are as excited as we are for Mando, like we're going to get into in a minute. But I love the answer, you know, and the fact that you felt better or good knowing that Ashley Eckstein was there sort of giving her blessing. I think it's a really cool thing. And, um, you know, you feel secure with Dave sort of uh, handling the reins. So, but uh, I, I had a big smile on my face all 44, 45 seconds of that clip. So I want to thank you guys for that because I needed it the, when I when I watched it. So great job. And I uh, look forward to your next one. Great debut on the Potter race. And now you get to pass the baton. Uh, but thanks for all your support. Thanks for being a part of TRB. And both Aaron and Andy, thanks, fellas. James? 
Um, yeah, obviously a great debut, great, uh, little add on with the third opening crawl. That, that was very cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, again, I, I, echo the sentiments of, of Ahsoka and everything, how she's being handled and everything about Ashley Eckstein. Like I, I'm just agreeing with you hundred percent. I do want to also mention too, that, uh, I know Aaron, that you are no Jedi and, uh, Andy, I can read your shirt and I do think we should be friends. So that is <laughs> what does what... it say? It says, if you can read this, then we should be friends. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> well done. Guys, again, awesome job. We're so pumped when we get stuff like this to include on the show. It just really makes our day. Um, and hopefully other listeners think that as well, which I think they will. Um, I love hearing your perspective on Ahsoka. I think everyone is excited for what's to come for that character. And it's hard not to be rooting for Rosario Dawson when Ashley's rooting for her as well. And seeing pictures of them together at Comic-Cons and stuff, it's just so great. And again, you can't not trust Dave Filoni. It's his character. So he's going to do what's best for her. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. And now we're going to head into the discussion with John. That is right. Our discussion this week, why we are hyped for The Mandalorian Season 3. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. All right, folks. The Mandalorian Season 3 is just over two months away, believe it or not. So it's time to now turn our attention back to Mando and Grogu. And all those characters in that series. And even some we're going to meet this season. And how it's quite possibly going to be the best season of The Mandalorian yet. Um, I mean, we'll discuss it here and see if we think that's the case. But I'm feeling it. Um, so we've punched our tickets. We've boarded the hype train to Mando Season 3. Which will be accompanied by the long-awaited return of the mando fan show on march 1st which is of course when the mandalorian season three comes out uh at least as of now so very excited to uh talk about this we haven't really dedicated large chunk of time talking about mando season three just yet uh so i know it's gonna be here before we know it and i just thought it'd be a good time to now turn our attention to it because you know news is slow and we like to have these discussions and sometimes we do the evergreen discussions but sometimes it's just got to be looking right at what's in front of us and this time it's the one that started it all the mandalorian coming back season three eight episodes favreau <laughs> filoni the whole gang mando grogu um and just that answering that will of the force question about um the jaw-dropping moments and stuff and just thinking about waking up and watching an episode of mando and not wondering what not knowing what to expect that week i'm getting really excited so um i'll just toss it to um james i'll toss it to you first because i know we all know Lacey's in already on the train she i'm wearing she a mando the, shirt she's got a mando shirt she bought her train ticket on the hype train uh in, in may when she finished her christmas shopping which was good um <laughs> but james what for, for hype for mando season three was it kicked off immediately for you when you were in that panel at celebration was it watching that trailer again in uh at home like what do you what's getting you hyped most out of the gate for mando season three um well there's sort of two things and the first thing to answer your question about when do you start getting hyped yeah that panel was huge that panel was awesome <laughs> and part of that is them bringing out you know like sabine and like there's just something so big about like they're doing it they're doing that story that the, there's this other storyline mando's great but there's this other show and it's coming together and it's all one big thing and all of it matters you know like there was so much to things that they were announcing about um the man it's not even necessarily mando season three but she was in that mando plus you know and all that so and i know that's ahsoka related but it it feels like mando season three is taking us in that direction that's one reason to possibly be excited about where we're going to see the mandalorian go um but the other side of that the other answer to it in my opinion is the fact that like 
and we've brought this up many times, like say what you will about this property in Star Wars. Say what you will about this property in Star Wars. The Mandalorian does have this sort of unified acceptance of like, we all like it. Not everybody likes it, but it is like, if, you know, if you went around and you ask everybody, like, what is your, what's the best live action thing? Or what's the best thing that Disney has done? Um, there's a good chance that Mandalorian is up on the top of the, those lists. And even if they're not someone's favorite, it's probably like two or three, you know? Yeah. You're yeah. going to get other people that are like Boba Fett's the best. And you're going to get people that are like Boba Fett stunk, you know? And it's like in the middle, but mm-hmm. like Mandalorian is always going to be near the top. There's not very many people are that like, I hate that show, you know? And it's controversial and it's a problem. It's a very good, positive thing time for star wars whenever mandalorian is up yeah i I agree with that Lacey. um is it just you know going back because you said that in a recent episode you're like i'm just excited to go back to and see them again and that sort Mm -hmm. of thing and was it you know seeing them in the book of boba fett and and juxtaposing that against the book of boba fett right in the middle of that season to make you realize like this is more this is something you know special like where where is it at with you heading in uh, out of the gate and when did it when did you first because you and i didn't get to go to that panel we were sitting holding our spot for the mandalorian experience which was um, incredible my favorite thing i did at celebration outside of obviously like stuff for the podcast but so, so as a fan that, maybe? that was like, the best yeah. thing well so i don't know if that's driving my excitement necessarily that that whole exhibit but just the reiteration of my love for it There's something so special about The Mandalorian in the sense of, as Star Wars fans, we've all come from different points of this is what it means to be a Star Wars fan for me. Like, oh, I started with the original trilogy. I started with the prequels. I started with the animation shows. Um, With The Mandalorian, we all started at the same place. And I think there's something very comforting and there's like camaraderie that goes with that of, Oh, we all started here. So we're all fans of this. Um, and I like good point. I like the aspect of watching it every week together and talking about it every week together and just the general hype around the show that lasts for a good period of time, where I feel like even with Andor or Book of Boba Fett, there was moments with both of those series. And Obi-Wan Kenobi, I forgot Obi-Wan Kenobi for a second. And Obi-Wan Kenobi where people weren't really talking about it. Whereas The Mandalorian, that is what everyone is talking about all the time. Outside of just Star Wars fans, but everyone. And we all know that Grogu Baby Yoda has just surpassed anything outside of just being for Star Wars fans or just being for pop culture fans. Like everybody knows who Grogu is. Like my mom knows who Grogu is. Uh, it's just, he's crazy. Like he, he's just become such a part of like pop culture and just like, you know, just there like referencing memes, internet, transcended Uh, Star Wars. Yeah. It's just, it's so great that the excitement of going back to that world, especially in a time like now when it hasn't been an easy couple of years for me or you guys as well, or most people i would say to go back to something that's just fun which has obviously these deeper emotional moments don't don't get me wrong but overall is fun and whimsical a space western adventure that you're going to leave every episode smiling and i think that that's something that i personally need right now is something that i'm i'm going to enjoy every single episode and just feel like Wow, I'm really going on an adventure right now with think with people that I love um and really care about and like there's this kind of family feel that it has to it compared to other things within Star Wars and other things in general that John Favreau is what brings that to the show. Like his mm-hmm. ability to take something and making it make it family oriented and wanting to make it for families to watch together mm-hmm. is so important to me. And I think star Wars as a whole, because I think sometimes people lose the, the sight of this is made for kids. And when 
Dave Filoni talks about how George always said, hey, make it for kids, make it hopeful for kids. Look, Andor's great. It's not for kids. (laughs) It's not for families to watch together. And there's something that gets lost in that, whereas when you're watching The Mandalorian – it's just it's just a fun watch and it has these moments that like you really connect with and the mandalorian is one of my favorite star wars characters it's i've grown to love it and i've loved everything around it the hype the toys the collectibles the the actors the just kind of culture that surrounds the mandalorian Mm -hmm. so i'm excited for it to come back yeah it's i think what has me most hyped is the level of um confidence i feel in it and that stems from Favreau. Of it course. hasn't missed for me yet. Right. Yeah, it's a Favreau without question, uh, but also Filoni. And you know, and the two of them together, I think uh, Dave fills in um, some of the finer gaps. But John Favreau is telling this story, um, so no one should be you know confused or fooled by that. You know, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know, writing most of it and writing mm-hmm. all the story, but writing most of the scripts and stuff. And I, you know, I was thinking about it. And John Farrow is very—he's uh, deliberate. He mm-hmm. plans things out. He doesn't do anything by mistake. And you see that this season clearly is grander and it's going to be bigger. Um, I think that's narratively. I think that is uh, from a scene perspective and a scope. Um, and I was looking at something just, and this is just, you know, a, a, a feeling because I think there is friendly competition. You know, Mandalorian uh, andor, I should say, season one filmed from November of 2020 to September of 2021. Mm-hmm. And Mando started filming in October of 2021 and finished in March of 2022. And I can't help but think a gift that andor gave to the mandalorian is sort of a kick in the rear end in terms of like up in the ante for scale and that sort of thing right with locations and everything yeah yeah and i know mando still did almost all shooting in manhattan beach and stuff like that but they maybe said we can't just rest on our laurels of that this looks awesome we need to make sure that it does and that people right can't point out like James said, the small room in Obi-Wan in that one episode or something, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And you see it sort of in some of the scenes in the trailer. It does feel different. There's a different look. It feels like there's more of a horizon. It feels like there's more of a landscape in this season. And I know it's, it sounds like there's going to be more adventure uh, and, and uh, connected adventure across the episodes. Mandalore is going to be involved. First time seeing full fleshed out Mandalorian live action. I think they know like Filoni knows they got to deliver on that. It's so crazy. Yeah. So I I can't help but think that Favreau is like, all right, we're, we're still the ones that set the bar, but I think I see what they did with Andor. I think, you know, we need to take this to the next level. And then I take it to my next point and I actually did a little research and they got David Klein to be the cinematographer for season three. And he got his start with Kevin Smith. He did Kevin Smith's movies and worked mm-hmm. his way up. And he was he did Homeland, which I know a lot of people love. And also the episode of Mando he did was the tragedy. The one where mm. Boba Fett arrived. Mm-hmm. The one the one where uh, Grogu gets taken away. A lot of fight away. scenes. A lot of fight scenes. But also I looked at the reviews on that. It's like 10s, 9.1 on IMDb, 100% Rotten Tomatoes. Critics lauded that episode as beautifully shot. They brought in their guy that they felt like really nailed it for season two to be the cinematographer for for this entire season. And I think that's a really exciting thing to look forward to. And then the final thing is just knowing now that Grogu is taking that next step in his journey and we speculated on maybe he starts speaking now and maybe that's the, the necessary next move in that relationship so that's not stale so now we get to see his personality and see him interact more with din because he's older than din jarin and you know he has more experience that he hasn't really fully tapped into yet i think that's there's so a potential... crazy to consider i didn't even think about that he is older than din jarin he's yeah, yeah. he's you know and din is still like his dad and i get that sort mm-hmm. of thing because they age at different um, scales and ratios mm-hmm. but i th- just something about 
that this story is far from over, that we're incorporating things like James said to, to take us into Ahsoka. Sabine's going to be involved. But more, more or less just seeing where Din and Grogu can go now um, that they're back together and me not knowing where this story ends gets me hyped too. So every aspect of it does, but the, the biggest things are that knowing it's Favreau, knowing it's Filoni, and they're a great pair, and I hope they stay together for a long time. It's going to be bigger, grander, and that they got the cinematographer that they loved from that lauded episode, The Tragedy. So just all these things are, are coming into place, and I'm just so excited. I, I want to jump in. So I left Will the Force saying, let's talk a little bit about what we think that bigger and grander could be, right? And I think like from a, thing, you mean? yeah, like a cultural standpoint. Well, what is the, what is the thing that we're like going to be like, man, like in season two, they gave us the Luke Skywalker moment. That was cool. But in season three, they really upped it when they, you know what I mean? It's like, so my, my initial thoughts is like another character reveal. I don't know how you're going to top Luke Skywalker. So I think if I'm maybe looking at like in between their words, you know, a reading between the lines of like when they're saying like it's bigger and grander and John, you bring a great point of bringing in the guy who can maybe shoot things and maybe look, make it look bigger to compare it to like Andor and how they had real sets and all this stuff. I think potentially what could make this show big in season three is a full scale battle on ground. Mm. On Mandalore? Or like whether it's a flashback and they're going back, this is how it happened. But but so far they've done flashbacks. They tend to do it in like slow motion and stuff. So it doesn't really right, feel like right. we're going to go back in time and see it happen. Mm -hmm. So my thought is we're seeing scenes of grow or uh, uh, Din Djarin with other Mandalorians around him. Um, we're talk. You're you're always talking about uh, bringing in like where where the coven went and and the children of the watch coming back in and being part of the show in season three. Maybe that's growing. Maybe there's other things you're talking about. Bo-Katan and the cults and there's other people. Oh, you think your father's the only Mandalorian, you know, and stuff. And oh right, yeah, like right. all this. Yeah. I'm like, I think what we're gonna see in season three that will be really cool is the rise and reveal of many Mandalorians across and maybe they don't all get along. So you're seeing the small scale war happening between civil war. multiple. Yeah. Civil war about how, what's the right way to be a Mandalorian. What does the creed really mean? And all this, mm -hmm. you see mm -hmm. Bo-Katan, you see Din Djarin, you see maybe other ones where we're like, Oh my God, I can't believe, you know, X person from, you know, the, the, Clone Wars is in this now or whatever. And the you know? question is, where does the Mandalorian lie as but like, the Mandalorian? Yes, exactly. And so like we're true because yeah, we helmet. could go. I mean, the dark saber is all part of that and like leading the war and leading the charge and stuff. But right. I mean, if we led up to a full scale Mandalorian battle and you just see it like laid out with all these warriors and stuff, I think that I mean, take take what we saw in season three and th or I'm sorry, season one, episode three of Mandalorians just coming up with jetpacks over the top and blasting down oh and God. how Dude. ridiculous that was. Episode and three was crazy. Looking back after we get season three and going back to that episode, you're like, this feels tiny now. Right. You know, like I think we're, we could look at season three and be like, I can't believe they delivered on the a full scale Mandalorian war front, you know, and it just be a big scale production. And it Do will you think? even more solidify how awesome that show was. Is there any? That's my guess. That's my guess for season three. So, to take that and say yes, but then from there, I think about Moff Gideon, and I think I could be wrong, but I think, I think Giancarlo Esposito said something about he wants to be, wishes he, he could be Mandalorian. Yeah, he wants to be a Mandalorian or something like that, and he has artifacts or mandalorian armor or something and also didn't he allude to something about finding out who he works for and that's why like why was mm -hmm. he so quick to try to kill himself yeah and i think then, that's the whole thrawn thing to be honest well that could be but also let's not forget some of the early plot threads of season one that they the lab they didn't read they didn't address in season two uh like directly the 
the clone, is the clone thing. connection and all that. Why yeah. do they why do they want Grogu and take his blood and the midichlorian the counts past, and stuff? Yeah, all that and stuff. Yeah. So are uh, people might hate this. Is it possible there's you know an exegol tie or anything like that? You know? Mm. I don't know that. I don't know that there is, but that I mean that would make sense timeline wise. Um, you know, he has this high account. Why do they want his midichlorian count? Um, and I, I think Pers Pershing, Pershing? I think he survived, right? He did. Yes, he's so, in the trailer. He just has no no ear. I think his he ear's no gone, ear? isn't it? Didn't he get his ear kind of blown off? Did he? Yeah, at the end of the season. I think Chloe shot his ear. The last time we saw him was in the episode where they go, they break into the base, right? And they show yeah. like that weird thing in the tube at the end. Yeah, and they yeah, shot his the ear. Oh, okay. Off. I don't remember that. They, uh, I gotta rewatch that. They Hollyfield him. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Um, I mean, yeah, that's something that has to be answered. They brought, they did the whole lab thing, the Carl Weathers episode, where they had the Gene guy. They did yeah. the whole like Snoke reveal where it looked like Snoke or whatever's in the test tube. Yeah. The whole reason why Grogu is being taken in the first place hasn't been answered, like you said. There are lots of questions that need to be answered. And I think we're going to get. Is my understanding that they're doing five seasons of this or they haven't said yet? I don't think they've said yet. Yeah. But they're doing at least four because he's written four. Yeah. I think four is a guarantee. Yeah. So my response to that is they have to answer some questions, but then also add more questions going into the next season because they want to keep you around interested in what's going on. Um. And I don't not think Favreau's to, pulling a lost where he's going to not address things. He no, no, no. And not to kind of go off on too much of a tangent, but we were talking about big reveal moments. I think the big reveal moment of this season is going to be Grogu not necessarily talking, but fighting. Doing some type of fight move from training as a Padawan that he's getting his confidence back and he could even grab the dark saber and, you know... Surprise so we're everyone. talking first time watching Attack of the Clones Yoda moment type of craziness. I'm not saying like jumping around the screen, but it could be like kind of like a Ray moment in TFA where mm -hmm. the saber gets thrown away and then he grabs it and calls it to him and then he lights it or something. Did you see? So, did you guys see Attack of the because, Clones in theaters? No, but mm, even yes, uh, Moff Gideon had said, don't you want this to him? Don't you want this to the dark yeah. side member? So mm -hmm. I feel like that's another example of like he knows it's a lightsaber. So do you know what I'd that like to see that I think could work for Grogu? Is I have I have always liked the idea of the Jedi that doesn't necessarily use his hand, but like lets the blade float in front of them and deflect things. Like they're using the force to kind of control the blade in front of oh, them. Oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah. And like I think that could be a cool like it's not like uh campy is like he grabs the thing and it's bigger than him and he's like you know or whatever mm -hmm. but they could do something like oh my god i can't believe it what i just witnessed you know what i mean it it just flies up deflects a few bullets or something and then like maybe flies at the opponent and kills him or something and it's like what did we what just happened did well, it's kind of like do that yeah, yeah. it's kind of like cal kestis in the new trailer where he uses the stormtrooper to block blasters and stuff with the remember he like uses the force to use the stormtrooper as basically a shield oh yeah so does he yeah. pick them up yeah, I he thought he was grabbing him, him. No, he picked him up. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. picks him off by the force and then like uses him as like <laughs> a human shield. So yeah. I, well, similar to what you're saying with the lightsaber, he's he's fighting with it but not holding it. Yeah, also, yeah, yeah. to this point, like they've really made it a point from episode two, chapter two, through Book of Boba Fett to show us how powerful Grogu is with telekinesis in the force and how to manipulate not only objects but creatures and submit them or, or uh, stall them in motion um, also calming them down healing he did he healed grief karga um, he has that level of the force like ray had um, so that maybe that was in their mind thinking like we want to stick to this as practical as possible how can we do that 
and have him use the force to shy away from having to have him use a lightsaber all the time. And James, I do like your point about not having him have to hold it. Um, but maybe, which I'd be cool with because like when we first met Yoda, like he, as far as I knew, Yoda never used a lightsaber until we saw the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Yoda always said it's used for the forces used for knowledge and defense, never attack. Um, and as you said, James, they use the lightsaber to deflect things. And I understand that. But maybe he will have that lightsaber because did he take it? I don't remember. Like, did we? Did, did we they don't show that. that. They it? only show that he has the uh, chainmail shirt. And it was Yoda's that Luke showed him, right? Yeah. But they didn't show him take it. So you don't know right. if he takes it. So that could be the reveal, too. He pulls it out and then starts fighting with that lightsaber. Could be cool for merch. Yeah, too. Not to be shallow about it, but that's something Disney thinks about for Cove. Well, they already question. have it, though. They're, are they pushing? Do they have merch right now with the chainmail? I mean, he's lightsaber. talking about the lightsaber. Yoda's I know, but lightsaber. I'm saying, but if they haven't done the chainmail yet, then they still have that to move forward with. Yeah, I don't think yeah. they have yet. I wonder if they're going to do that or try to like have him utilize the force that they've been showing because like i said favreau you know doesn't say do things on just to do them he likes to slowly like he says unfold the story and from the first time we saw him use the force it was holding up that beast i forget the name of it the minasaur whatever it was uh that mudhorn yeah, is that what Mudhorn that Mando had to kill? Yeah, so I think our first time is like mythological or something. God, well, isn't it all was right? I don't know. Yeah, uh, Wooly Mammoth, whatever it was. But the first time we see this baby Yoda, which we didn't know his name yet, Grogu used the Force was suspending that cr- giant creature in the midair. That's not by accident. So I, I think that that level of him using the forces and also calming the rancor. I think that yeah. level of the force is more of what we're going to see. He showed a very wide variety of force powers. Like when it comes to like, he picked something up, he's blocked fire. He's, he's healed, healed people. Yeah. yeah it feels Talks like he's also, Luke. yeah, he's had some sort of, and Ahsoka as well. Like there's some things, although I don't know that that's not them leading that well he reached know? out to luke via the yeah but also film. on this like the thing that's meant to do that i, I don't know there's and he things, does it so much though that it knocks him out right yeah you're right there, there there's definitely a lot of things so i think th- there's more to it as as well like we would not have expected so and so to have this ability um but the, until they reveal it, you know, so it's like he could have force powers that we've never seen before. And we're like, what is happening? Kind of like Luke's like the shadow thing, like he was using the force to create a vision of himself, uh, doppelganger sort of thing. And it's mm-hmm. like it's like they could come up with Grogu's ability to do certain things in the force that would be that we've crazy. never seen before. Yeah. yeah, like they could he could still be in the body of a young person, but he could create he could use the force to create him to be older and have mm-hmm. conversations and and be a viable character with Mandalorian, but then with, with Mando and then like he somehow like stops doing that and goes back to his baby form or something. Like they could do whatever they want. Yeah, and they, they did force, force fighting now. Yeah. Yeah. Then it doesn't like, have to be a baby fighting. They could have an older version fighting, but it's it's like some sort of like physical projection or channels of his age Yoda or something. Or something. You know, whatever. Know. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Well, to and to to change directions, just a real quick thing. Do you think we're getting a little crazy? <laughs> I'm <laughs> getting crazy. I love this stuff. So, um, but you want to get nuts? Do you think there's any mention whatsoever of Cara Dune? No. I don't either. I almost forgot about the character. I don't Lacey know. I think she was maybe <laughs> I think they might she might be a throwaway at some point, like because you can't have a character like that. That's so central to so many different storylines and clearly was leading something different. Like she has a whole moment with uh, Carson Tava, Bill Burr's character, all these people. And you can't just never mention her again. Like they what have to she... say something like, oh, she went off planet or oh, she left one night, and never came back like something. What if, explain it. Or so, you just so, don't. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think everybody's fully aware of why they would not address that situation. Totally. I agree. I agree with that. I think it would be 
say nothing happened that happened in real life, it would be a weird story chain, a, a weird story choice to not say anything. And the, the, yeah, and the thing about it is too, like, if you pay attention to social media and stuff, like, you'll still see people who are involved in Mandalorian who like her like normal posts online and stuff. Like, I think they all still like her as a person. She just took things too far and dug her heels too far in the sand with things that were really stupid, in my opinion. But I think so because of that, I think there's more of a warmth to her as a person with the people who knew her than the people from the outside looking in. And because of that, maybe they mention it not for her, but regardless just for of-, of her, John Favreau created that character and probably loves that character regardless of it being Gina or not. So I'm mm-hmm. thinking if, if Rangers is now not happening anymore, what if it is one of those things where they need to call all these people in and someone makes a comment like, you know, can you check in with the Rangers, uh, uh, you know, the Ranger squad or whatever. And it's a nod to like her. Cause she was supposed to be starting that thing with like Bill Burr and those characters or something. It could be one of those like types of things. Right. Maybe. Do you right. think, do you think we're in the world of like recasting? No. Nah. Okay. You'll never touch think, that character. I, I didn't think so either. And I believe we've had that discussion because it's like, I just, I would feel really bad for the person that they bring in to play that character because like they just exactly. come in with like Lucy Lawless. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, um, yeah. but I, I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm disagreeing. I, because I do understand your point and I don't know where the line is, but I think I'm a little bit more on the line of like, I think it's not, that important for them to even bother to address it right it's not that that particular character we're not talking about like how roseanne turns into the connors you know and they have to address that issue of how did they address that that by the way go she went to jail or something no she went to prison yeah she died i'm pretty pretty sure they killed her off yeah they said that she just like had a heart attack and died or something oh jeez all right and then the show picks up with the daughter trying to like lead the family because she's just not like they don't know what to do anymore. Anyway, I here nor there. I'm not, and I'm not positive on that. I could be wrong, but that's that was my understanding. I thought she went to like jail for like something stupid. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, I know we're you know we're getting close to to being up against time here, but and we probably just scratched the surface. And there's more coming. Like we're we're going to be talking a lot about Mando heading into. Um, season one and of course the Mando fan show and we're excited to reveal you know our guests that we're going to be season three heading into season three what did I say season one ah uh, well breaking the f- fourth uh, wall here it's 1 a.m. as I'm recording this, so. <laughs> <laughs> side note yes they did kill her from an overdose on pain medication oh God. and I think I remember it being something like they said yeah they like we didn't know she was doing this she must have had all these problems or something but um so a very special episode on the connors very special (laughs) (laughs) i know we did a lot of yeah i know we did a lot of uh big speculation and stuff let me ask you this final question and then we're gonna do more speculation on this this is like the only episode we're doing speculating on mandalorian done until it comes three (laughs) um but do you guys think this season of the mandalorian will have the mandalorians of all different creeds unite because of the threat whatever it may be because clearly there's more to an antagonistic side of the story than just you know moff gideon or whatever so and mandalorians fighting each other i would say no because that's something that should be saved for the finale like i'm thinking like rise of skywalker where all those people come together at the end and you're like hooray the people have shown up i think this season is going to be a little bit on the darker side of him realizing what's right and what's wrong exploring who he is and where he where his culture comes from and then also searching for these different groups Mm -hmm. i could like i I think like if i'm wrong then maybe you know that sounds cool i like that but based on what i had pitched earlier if that's the way the season goes i see season three being about building up this civil war of mandalorians and by the end of it you're you're just left with like oh my gosh like that was not good you know like that mm-hmm, didn't end mm-hmm. right and season four could be potentially starting at that bottom and re 
building to what you're talking about. And then the left, the people who didn't die in the war, whatever that are left. Um, and that again, this is, I said civil war, but like, it does kind of remind me of like, where do you take the MCU? And they're like, well, we'll just have them fight each other. And then by the end of that movie, they weren't, they didn't come together. The end of that movie, they were apart. And right. it took the next movie or multiple movies for them to come back together. And that all led to Infinity War and Endgame. And you're like, wow, <laughs> like what a journey we've been on. Mm-hmm. So I could mm-hmm. see all the Mandalorian creeds revealing themselves and then fighting and establishing what they want Mandalore to be. And then like, you know, the end of season four, you see like someone lift up the blade and it's like a thousand, a million hands in the air, you know, or whatever. Like ready player one kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Or something that's along those lines. Yeah. That's, I mean, that sounds awesome. I, and the last thing I just thought of was again, Giancarlo Esposito loose lips. Um, But he did say something about when they were filming and there were concerns about the last of us and um, Pedro Pascal's availability. And he said, we're able to film a lot without Pedro, which to me says Mando's going to have his helmet on again, like almost the whole time again. So it's not going to be one of those things where now that he took it off and he got sort of cast out by the children of the watch that he's going to like, be like, all right, I'm just going to keep my helmet off now. Sort of like Bo-Katan he's going to be back in his helmet a lot. So I don't know if that's telling to anything or like whose side is he on? Is he trying to win back favor with the armorer and uh, Paz Vizsla? But as of now, it's, it's according to the armorer, he's not a Mandalorian, but he has the dark saber. So it's like kind of wild in that regard. So I, I'm interested because I, you know, I wasn't the biggest clone wars fan. I like rebels, but I'm, I'm interested to see a lot more of the lore of uh, Mandalorians, especially now with all these different creeds and stuff. So I, everything you guys have said and that we've shared here, it's like I like that we really don't know, but there's so many possibilities. Can I can I say one more thing that will lead into the excitement for Mandalorian season three? Is that I think one problem, and I've talked about this before, maybe some people don't consider it a problem, but I think one problem with Star Wars TV is that it's easily forgotten. We watch it and we go, wow, that was really cool. And then it's like we hardly ever go back and revisit it like we do in movies. And every time that I've gone back to rewatch episodes of the Mandalorian and book of Boba Fett and Obi-Wan, if I revisit a moment or a scene, I remember I'm like, my thoughts on this now after the fact are a lot different than when I'm actually in the moment watching this show. And it's great. Another, another just crazy example is like, uh, you know, we've, we've gotten some access to see the new season of bad batch. So I went back and rewatched some of the old bad batch and I'm like, this show is so good. Why don't we talk about this more often? This is incredible. The stuff that they're doing in some of these episodes. And, um, and so it's just like, it's one of those things. Like, I think we remember the Mandalorian being pretty awesome, but it's like when you actually go back and see it and you're in that moment and you're watching new content, it's even more awesome than you remember. Like, I think we take away, less than what it actually is as a piece of content that's why i think the movies are so good because we know that content in and out whereas the mandalorian we have a or any of these shows we have a vague memory of it being pretty good we liked it yeah that was awesome but it's like we're not gonna like really soak in the character arcs and and Mm -hmm. moments and the how they breathe and those characters talk to each other and stuff it's like you have to be in the moment to enjoy it in that way and television often forgot but we are about to enter in a season of the show that everybody's hyped for Mm -hmm. yeah no question um any uh lacy any final thoughts can it just be march already i know especially just for the sake of like skipping winter <laughs> well i like christmas but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um all and, right and well, and do get excited for like three months of the bad batch coming yeah out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that we starts were, january 4th yeah i gotta i gotta i gotta start i'm gonna start watching this week and check those out just to get an idea of those and i know we can't really talk about them or anything but and the mm-hmm. debuts january 4th first two episodes right right like yes so yeah um and which why you know james is going to do reviews on those which is really cool um uh and if you feel overextended maybe i'll pop one in there we'll see but 
I think the way that I'm going to do it is not watching the whole season and then doing all the episodes because I want idea. the episodes to be like, I'm going to speculate with you guys. Yeah. I will have recorded them before the episodes air, but I will have not seen what's coming. Ah, you should, mm -hmm. you should totally do the opposite yeah. and fake speculate and nail everything. No, I should just watch them in reverse order and be like trying to piece it back. <laughs> like, <laughs> how, oh does, my God. how is this going to start? Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. All right, cool. Well, we hope everyone enjoyed uh, our discussion, our hype. Well, hopefully you're more hyped, as hyped as we are for a Mandalorian season three. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. So thank you for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. Uh, it means a great deal. And as Lacey said, if you, if you want more and you want to, uh, have uh, more time with us and more of our content and our community. Uh, Patreon is the way. So patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Five bucks a month, start your tiers. Um, so if uh, grandma sends you some fat cash for Christmas and you want, you say, yeah, I want to be part of TRB, come aboard, come hang. Um, we appreciate all the support because uh, it means a great deal and helps us look uh, for the future. So, um, and also subscribe on your preferred platforms. Uh, and then as far as finding us, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and uh, my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies. Um, and oh, quick thanks to my co-host, Mike, who had his brother make me a Funko of me. Oh, wow. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that solo shirt. The sneakers, <laughs> the jeans, <laughs> and the swagger. Lacey, did it nail the swagger? You have Wait, swagger? Sorry, you said swagger? Yeah. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I always set myself up for that stuff. All right. That's why they love us, though. It needs um, a little you just tried to, to get it right into the hoop, and I just swatted it. Hey, look. What are you going to do? Technical foul on Gillerin. <laughs> um, all right, Lacey, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin and on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillerin. And soon, <laughs> TRB podcasts on TikTok. I can't believe it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yep. James. And then me, um, both Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks, where you can find me. All right. Uh, don't forget, everybody, Thursday. I know, you know, sometimes maybe you don't join us live because we do the podcast feeds after, but we're doing our sort of holiday party, 830 East Thursday night. Uh, still talking Star Wars, but uh, it's going to be festive. It's going to be decorative. It's going to be a good time. We're going to have some snacks, drinks, giveaways unboxing so it's gonna be a, a heck of a party so if you can join us live join us thursday uh at 8 30 east right here at youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast uh and then of course it will be on your podcast feeds thereafter and if you are a patron admiral and up after party uh which is always a good time with those bi-monthly calls uh on patreon so uh thank you all so much for joining us keep getting hyped for mando let's do it and I uh, hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.